What up, Krusty Crustaceans, Fantasy Football League? Intro song today is How Bizarre by OMC, an old classic. A few of you who know me know, know that I am obsessed with this song right now. Why? I don't know. It's really bizarre. But it's a good one. Krusty Crustaceans, Fantasy Football League. It's been too long. I'm doing a live video right now. For our Facebook group, it has been two months since I've done one of those, and it has been two weeks since I've done a podcast, okay? We've missed a lot of stuff in that time, mainly league playoffs. Excuse me. This was not the time to take a break, but I did nonetheless. So we got some ground to make up, so I'll be talking about past weeks for our league, what has happened, what has transpired, and then I will get to this week, that the matchups that we had for the second round of the playoffs as well as an outlook to the championship weekend. Man, right now I'm, I'm drinking some Spotted Cow, man, and it's, it's making me burp a little bit, so bear with me. I'm going to be burping this show, whatever, so we'll get through it. Uh, and then finally, I'm going to end the show. I'm just going to rant a little bit about the CFP because the CFP ticks me off, and college football kind of annoyed me this year, but, you know, it was still fun to watch. All right, we'll get in to today's action. First off, we're going to talk about round one of the Krusty Crustaceans Fantasy Football League playoffs. Now, remember, six teams made the playoffs out of a possible, or out of the 10 teams in the league, six made it into the playoffs. Your one and two seeds were the South Beach Simps and the Nagasaka Sushi. They got buys. Your three seed was the Barbados Boomerangs taking on the six seed, Cargo Shorts Flex. Your four seed was the Green Bay Packers taking on the five seed, California Trash Pandas. Now, what happened? What transpired? Well, the Barbados Boomerangs ran the Cargo Shorts Flex out of their home stadium. Barbados Boomerangs were home. I needed to clarify that, sorry. Um, They beat them 107.92 to 76.38. It was a match, okay? Uh, the Barbados Boomerangs started off very poorly. Cargo Shorts Flex looked like they were just going to put up points, and they ended up doing very poorly, uh, only putting up 76 points. Um, and at the end of the day, on Sunday, it was 76-72 um, Cargo Shorts Flex. But the Barbados Boomerangs had Nick Chubb and J.K. Dobbins playing Monday night, and they combined for like 35 points or something. Uh, so they ended up winning 107-76. to 76. Uh, just like we predicted, like Vegas predicted, nothing new about that. The second game, second playoff game of last week was the Green Bay Packers uh, taking on the California Trash Pandas. Green Bay Packers won 105-67. to uh, This game was never really a match, kind of a disappointing performance from the California Trash Pandas. Nobody from that team showed up and played well. Uh, Kyler Murray stunk, and it was just a bad day for the California Trash Pandas. Interesting enough, the California Trash Pandas put up 133 points this week. So they put up 66 more points this week. They almost doubled their score from last week, which is crazy that your team would have that much variance from week-to-week basis. But that's football. That, that's how crazy it can get. So if, if she would have played this week in the playoffs, or if she would have had that points last week, she would have won. She had the high score this week, the California Trash Pandas. Um, but unfortunately... It doesn't matter now. In your playoff 
game. You only put up 67, and you walked away with the L. Uh, so there we saw the Green Bay Packers and the Barbados Boomerangs move on to the second round. Uh, the rest of the games that week we're not really going to talk about because they didn't matter. The better team beat the Burlington Bandicoot, and the Kenny Karens beat Ames Tapwater. Not surprising there. That's what Vegas predicted. We move on to round two where we had the Barbados Boomerangs at the Nagasaka Sushi. And this one is done. This one was finished last night. Uh, the Barbados Boomerangs won a close one, 107-104. to 104. If we look at the matchups, uh, the Barbados Boomerangs had Lamar Jackson playing, who put up 29 points. Now, here's I'm just going to walk you through the dilemma I had in picking my lineup. Okay, the Nagasaka Sushi had Josh Allen, who put up 37 points on a Thursday night, okay? And by this point, uh, I can switch, or I can't, I can't, because the Bills played the Chargers, okay? So Josh Allen put up 37 points. I think it was Thursday night. Actually, that might have been a Sunday game. I can't remember. (laughs) But I do know Justin Herbert for the Chargers played Thursday night. And I was flipping back and forth between Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert. Who do you start? Well, I picked Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert went and put up 27 points. And I was disappointed in myself because I was like, man, I don't think Lamar is going to do that. I should have gone with Justin Herbert. Crazy thing here. I'm glad I went with Lamar because he put up 29 points. He put up two more points than Lamar, than Lamar Jackson. And if I didn't have those two points, I would have lost this week. So that was huge, huge step there to get Lamar Jackson into the starting lineup. I also had Dalvin Cook, who gave me 22 points. Nick Chubb, who gave me 12.6, kind of disappointing, but it was just enough to give me the win. T.Y. Hilton, T.Y. Houston. Every time he plays Houston, he has a huge game. That's why he was in my starting lineup over Robert Woods. I was seriously considering putting Robert Woods in here. I think a lot of other people would have done that, but I went with T.Y. Hilton because he always goes off against Houston. Only seven points, not a bust, but just kind of disappointing. Then I had Brandon Ayuk, uh, who put up 13 points again. What stud? TJ Hawkinson gave me negative 0.2 points. Atrocious. He had two receptions for 18 yards, and then he had a rush for negative yards, apparently. One rush attempt. Um, And I don't know if somebody fumbled and he was the one that fell on it, so the rush attempt went to him or something. I'm not sure. But he gave me negative 0.2, so that was hugely disappointing. J.J. Tobbins had another great game with 14 points. My CL defense had 8 points. And then Sanders gave me 1 point. Here's another thing I was considering. I had Daniel Carlson, kicker for the Las Vegas Raiders, in my lineup. He played Thursday night. I then switched to Sanders because I was like, man, I've been running with Sanders for the past four or five weeks. He's done a really good job. I'm not going to bail on him now, even though the matchup isn't as good as Carlson's. And it's a kicker, you know? There shouldn't be that much variance. Well, apparently there is. Carlson went on to put up nine points. Sanders only gave me one. Okay. That's another eight points I was missing out on because I made the wrong call. I was seriously considering playing uh, Kareem Hunt or Raheem Mostert over J.K. Dobbins, and I'm glad I didn't because I would have lost if I had done that. So that's just some of like the decisions I was making for my starting lineup. And on, let's see, two of them I hit and made the right decision, and one of them I made the wrong decision. So that's, you know, that's fantasy. You got to make decisions and stick with them, and sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. Thankfully, I hit on two out of the three, and I got the win in the matchup. On the other side, Nagasaka Sushi had Josh Allen, who balled out 37 points. That was insane. He had 359 yards, four total touchdowns. 
Derrick Henry balled out with 23 points. Cam Akers, Cam Fakers, Cam Lamers. I don't know. Come up with something there. He only got six points. He had a great matchup this week against the New York Jets. I mean, what happened to the Rams this week? They got beat by the Jets. I mean, what? Adam Gase, man. You screw up so often. And then you go out and redeem yourself. And in the process, you've now lost the number one draft pick for 2021. And that's okay with Trevor Lawrence because he doesn't want to go play with the Jets anyway. Uh, But Cam Akers, only six points. Mike Evans, 11 points. Decent day. Nelson Aguilar, 4.9 points. Not that good of a day. My live video just froze. Now it's back. Hopefully, hopefully you can see me. Uh, let's see. Rob Gronkowski, only 2.9. Disappointing day for him. But when Hawkinson puts up negative points, that's a plus there for the sushi with Rob Gronkowski. Another bust. Mike Davis, only 6 points against Green Bay Packers, who aren't that good against the run. Tampa Bay defense, only putting up 2 points. Um... I know that's a plus matchup according to ESPN, but Atlanta has been playing a lot better recently, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, but their offense has been playing better too. So kind of a deceiving matchup there, but only two points from the Tampa Bay defense. Waiku, who was my kicker, had a bye and I dropped him, hoping I could pick him up again. And I could not because Asuchi picked him up, had 11 points. Ku has been killing the kicking game this year. Uh, let's see. Let's take a look at the Sushi's bench because they left a lot of points on the bench. David Johnson had 13 points. If he puts David Johnson in for Cam Akers or Mike Davis, he wins this matchup. Corey Davis, big game with 17 points. If he puts Corey Davis in for Mike Evans or Nelson Aguilar or Mike Davis, he wins this match, you know. But again, you look at Corey Davis's work last week, one point. Uh, you don't want to start him again this week. David Johnson has been up and down and, you know, Cam Akers and Mike Davis have been hitting they had great matchups this week. You had every reason to bench David Johnson and Corey Davis and start who you started. So, I mean, again, he missed on both those picks, and it cost him the match, and that's how fantasy goes. But I'm really glad he missed on both those picks because this game was closer than it should have been. Uh, Nagasaka Sushi, like I said, started the day out really strong, and I thought they were just going to walk away with it, but they really slowed down through the rest of the day. The Barbados Boomerangs gave me just enough. I had 94 points going into Sunday Night Football with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb gave me just enough with 12.6 points to get me the win. So I get to walk out of here through round two of the playoffs and into the championship game. We move on to the second match of the playoffs, Green Bay Packers at the South Beach Simps. Green Bay Packers put up a total of 113 points. Aaron Rodgers, 18 points. Aaron Jones, 21 points. Robert Tanyan, 7.8 points. L.A. Rams defense, 4 points. Mason Crosby, 8 points. Jarvis Landry, 12. Stephon Diggs, 14. I mean, pretty solid days from everybody. 113, that's a great day for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, the Packers just had a had a plus matchup this week against uh, Carolina. And yeah, just kind of everybody did great. They did what you expected them to do. Another crazy point here. I tried to get the L.A. Rams defense on the waiver wire. Green Bay Packers snatched them before I could get to them. So I had to run with my Seattle defense, which ended up winning me the game because the LA Rams only put up four points on defense. My Seattle defense put up eight. So I would have missed out on four points losing. So like, I'm just, these points are crazy to me because if I make any one of these different decisions, like three different decisions here and I lose the match, but I get lucky. This one was a complete lucky one because if I had the LA Rams defense, I was going to play them no matter what because it was such a good matchup against the Jets and they go out and put up four points. I would have lost. I mean, that one is like, whew, 
God looking out for me there. Uh, get me the win with the Seattle defense. It doesn't matter for the Green Bay Packers. They pull out the win. Well, my bad. It's not over yet. The South Beach Simps are down. Wait. They're down 26 points, roughly. And they have Pittsburgh's defense left. So they need 27 points out of Pittsburgh defense. Now, they're playing the Cincinnati Bengals, who are using a backup quarterback, backup running back, have no reason to play anymore. So it's possible that the Steelers get turnovers, they score defensive touchdowns. It's possible, but it'd be a long shot. <laughs> and I don't think it's going to happen. But hey, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. Patrick Mahomes, 25 points. Jonathan Taylor, 15 points. Travis Kelsey, 14 points. Jalen Robinson, 11 points. Matt Prater, 7 points. But the weakness for the South Beach Simps, which is Wayne Gallman, 2.9 points. He's been hit in the last couple weeks. Had a not a good matchup against Cleveland, but I mean, the other running backs on this team, Todd Gurley, Chris Carson, you weren't going to start them this week. Wayne, Gall- Wayne Gallman only got you three points, and it cost you right now. DK Metcalf, hugely disappointing day, four points. I think Russell West. Now, <laughs> I was about to say Russell Westbrook. Uh, that's the NBA, bud. Wrong sport. Uh, Russell Wilson had a disappointing day, only like 120 pass yards, I think. Tyler Lockett didn't have a good day either. So, it's a disappointing day for Seattle. They still put up 20 points somehow. I don't know who the touchdowns went to. Uh, not the players you have on your fantasy team, that's for sure. And then Brandon Cooks out of Houston. He was going up against that Indianapolis defense. But only 5.9 points. Disappointing. And now you're asking a lot out of that Pittsburgh defense to try and get you the win. And it's probably not going to happen, Josh. Hate to say that to you. You're probably going to walk away with an L here. Which is what we expected, right? Through, like, let's see. Let's take a look here. The South Beach Simps, through the first nine weeks, looked unstoppable. They had one hiccup in there in week seven with 79 points. But they looked like they were just going to waltz to the championship game. And then they had two weeks in a row, 88 points and 89 points. And in the second week, 89 points, they took a loss to my team, the Barbados Boomerangs. Um, And that was kind of like, ooh, there's a leak here. They bounced back the next week with 135 and then 107 and now 113 last week. Uh, But this week, they're down to 87 again. They'll probably finish with probably 100. I'm assuming the Steelers will probably put up 13 points on defense. So not a terrible day, but not a huge day. Um, and so, as I stated, you know, four weeks ago, I said, there's a little trickle coming from the South Beach Simps, right? It's just, just dropping, just dropping. And we'll see if that can form a stream and maybe flood the ship. And it has flooded the ship. Okay. Because this team now did not, did not win when it needed to. Uh, and it's sinking now. So sorry, South Beach Simps. Um, you know, we predicted your downfall. Didn't predict it, but kind of said, hey, they're trending the wrong direction here. And while they probably might, well, they're favored to get in the championship, I don't know if they're favored to win anymore. And right now, they need a miracle to make it to the championship game. Uh, and I don't, it's not going to be a Minneapolis miracle. It's not going to be a South Beach Simp uh, miracle this year. I think I think they're down and out in round two. So with that said, I'm, I got to call, they have a, according to ESPN, fantasy football app they have one percent chance to beat the green bay packers and basically they're saying 
you don't have a chance to beat them, but you still have a player left to go. So we have we can't you know say it's over, but you don't have a chance. So sorry, South Beach Sims, it's over. You've been eliminated in round two. So that means next week the championship is between the Green Bay Packers and the Barbados Boomerangs. I don't think this is a, this is a surprise to anybody. Uh, the top four teams in the league, the ones we looked at during preseason and said. These are the teams that are going to be there, be the top four teams at the end of the year. It was South Beach Simps, Nagasaka Sushi, Barbados Boomerangs, and the Green Bay Packers, formerly known as Houston Astros, by the way. Um, those were the teams, those were the managers that knew what they were doing for the most part and were going to be the ones still standing at the end. And it happened. And basically this week, between these four teams when they played, it was kind of a toss-up saying, Who's going to win? You know, lines were even all the way through. Vegas wasn't giving favorites to anybody. Of course, the South Beach Sims were favored just because their body of work over the majority of the season was so much better than everybody else's and so consistent. But the Green Bay Packers are no slouches and can come out and swing and knock you down if you let them. And the Sims let them this week. I mean, they were just simping too hard again. So the Sims take only two losses all season, and one of them comes in the playoffs when they can't have it. Um, so yeah, the matchup between the Green Bay Packers and the Barbados Boomerangs, it's going to be another tight one, going to be a close one. Uh, you know, I don't have matchups for these teams yet. I don't have the line yet. That'll happen tomorrow, but I'll release that when it comes and it should be a close one. It should be tight. And I mean, it's going to be fun. It's going to be wild. Hopefully I can give some live updates throughout the, throughout that Sunday. That means the South Beach Sims and Nagasaka Sushi will play a consolation game for third place, and then everybody else will play another game. Um, basically, everybody else, you're playing for breaking rights over somebody, so at least get somebody in your starting lineup trying to get a win. Ames Tapwater, if you can walk away with a win this week, that would be huge because then you would get two wins on the season, and you have breaking rights over the last team that you beat, uh, which I'm honestly not sure what it would be. Let's go to round three of the playoffs here. Uh, they don't have it yet, so I can't look at that. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, that's that's our league. So, like I said, the championship game, Barbados Boomerangs taking on the Houston Astros, a.k.a. Green Bay Packers, whatever their team name is currently, and Thomas Keneally. you got to quit changing that, man. I will put out power rankings to the group chat, and then I will also update the playoff outlook. There's only two teams left. Everybody else has been eliminated. This is what we come down to. This is what 16 weeks looks like Looks like in fantasy football, folks. We are almost to the end. Let's finish strong. Uh, another note about our league. I'm uh, still coming up with awards. Going to get uh, kind of awards printed off for everybody. I've got the trophies, uh, and I'll be bringing those to Ames next week on the 31st of December. Um, so y'all can... You know, get those whenever you're back in town from school. I would like to do an award ceremony, but I think it's going to be hard to get us all into the same room. Maybe we can try and throw a Super Bowl party and everybody can show up and we can do like an award ceremony at halftime if the halftime show is boring. I don't know. Just uh, keep that in your head as a possibility. That is our fantasy update and outlook. And finally, like I said before at the beginning of the show, I'm going to talk to you about the CFP because I want to rant. Let me get another swig of beer. All right. So your four CFP teams are 
Alabama Crimson Tide, number one seed. That was expected. Even if they lost, they were going to be in. Uh, number two seed, Clemson Tigers. Uh, if they lost to Notre Dame, they probably wouldn't have been in because they would have lost to them two times in the same year. Um, but they they crushed Notre Dame, 34-10. to um, That last touchdown that Notre Dame got was kind of a joke. Uh, Clemson's safety had just got ejected, and then they put him in there. So they got the touchdown after that. So kind of a kind of a joke. It was really thirty-four to three, and Clemson could have hung more points if they wanted to. Um, Ugalali, Clemson's backup quarterback, got in at the end of the game for a little bit, which was good for him. Cool to see Clemson's future after Trevor Lawrence. Uh, your number three team is the Ohio State Buckeyes. They're undefeated at six and zero. They won the Big Ten. Uh, kind of a lackluster performance against Northwestern. I know Northwestern thrives on their defense, um, but uh, to me, an unimpressive game from Ohio State. Impressive game. Uh, actually, from Trey Sermon, the ex-OU running back, Boomer, uh, putting up 331 yards and two touchdowns. That is the single-game rushing record for Ohio State. So that's an ex-OU product going to going to Ohio State there. So you're welcome, Ohio State, for getting you into the playoffs. Because if you had lost this game, you would have been left out for sure. Because you would have been 5-1. People are already making the comments that 6-0 and should not get in when teams have played 11 games. When Ohio or when... Clemson and Alabama both played like 10 and 11 games. You only played six and still got in. That's not fair. So uh, the fourth team, which is my biggest gripe with the CFP, is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, who I will say again and again should not be in the playoffs this year. I get they've only lost one game, and that one game was the ACC championship game. And they lost to Clemson, the number two team, who they beat earlier in the season. Well, when they played earlier in the season, Trevor Lawrence was not playing. They had a backup quarterback getting his first start in, Uga, in Ugalali. I think they had some other players out too, okay? And you went to triple overtime with them and barely beat them, okay? If that game goes the other way, you're not in the playoffs, okay? Trevor Lawrence comes back. They light you up in the ACC championship game. 34-10, to 10, more like 34-3. Could have been 41 to uh, 10 if they really wanted to 41 to 3 if they really wanted to okay they lit you up with Trevor Lawrence back okay you do not deserve to be in the playoffs after that okay why why do we think you're one of the best four teams okay when even if you beat Alabama which you're not going to you have to face Clemson again the game will be closer just because you've played them two times this year but they're still going to crush you it's going to be 28 14 you know actually I think Clemson can, can score when they want to 35 17 you know it's not, it's not going to be close at the end of the game, okay? So why would we put them in there? So uh, that's your playoffs. In uh, other news, Oregon beat you uh, undefeated USC, thankfully, because that would keep the Pac-12 Pac out of the playoffs, which they shouldn't be in anyways. But good job, Oregon, for that. Uh, you guys weren't supposed to be in the championship game for the Pac-12, but Washington had COVID problems, so you got the bid. So good for you. Cincinnati won the American, or not, they won the AAC, uh, which was expected. Uh, kind of an ugly game with Tulsa. It was closer than I wanted it to be. If Cincinnati had any hope of getting in the playoff, they needed to shellac Tulsa. They did not do that, but they walked away with the win. Coastal Carolina's championship game got canceled because of COVID, which, is what, which was unfortunate because they were taking on Louisiana, the number 19 team in the country. If they would have played that game and beat Louisiana, they definitely would have jumped Cincinnati for best group of five team, and then they would have got the New Year's six bid. All right. Now we go to the Big 12. 
no surprise to the outcome. Iowa State had a tall task to try and beat Oklahoma a second time. Boomer, we run this ish. The Big 12 belongs to OU, and it always will. Seriously, though, I do feel for Iowa State. Um, You know, I went to Iowa State, graduated from Iowa State. I am a fan of Iowa State, and even at the beginning of the game, I was rooting for Iowa State. And even before Oklahoma scored their first touchdown, I was kind of like, yeah, I just can't do this. Like, I like rooting for OU. I like cheering them on. Iowa State, I like cheering on too, but not really when they're playing Oklahoma. I prefer to cheer for Oklahoma. So I switched to Oklahoma um, pretty much a couple minutes into the game. Um, And I'm glad that Oklahoma won because... That's what needed to happen to make the Big 12 stay relevant somewhat. Oklahoma needed to win. I'm sorry, Iowa State, you don't have national respect. You don't have national recognition yet. Uh, Even if you would have won the Big 12, it wouldn't have helped. And the Big 12 would have looked more like a joke than it already looks like. So that was probably okay that OU won. So Iowa State, don't be disappointed with your season. Great historic season for you guys. You guys have been getting better every year. You guys, I should say we, because I still am a fan of, of Iowa State. You get Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl, uh, and that's kind of disappointing. I would have liked Iowa State to play Texas A&M, Florida, maybe even Georgia, um, North Carolina maybe. Um, I would have really loved to see that, but instead they get the Pac-12 champion Oregon, who sits at 4-2, and and Iowa State, if you want respect, especially respect going into next season, if you want to build this program, you need to beat Oregon. Okay, You need to beat them handily too, because... You were number six going into the week before you faced Oklahoma. Now you're at number 10. Oregon was not rated. They were three and two, okay? You need to win this game. Matt Campbell, there are no excuses for this. Your team needs to show up and win a bowl game, okay? It needs to happen now. You need to beat Oregon, okay? No more excuses for another loss in a bowl game. Last year, I get it. You were facing Notre Dame. You were outmatched. Um, You played pathetic though you look made the program look bad you have to go out and beat Oregon so good luck I hope you do I'll be rooting for you it's time to win a bowl game uh Oklahoma gets uh Florida SEC runner-up I would like to see them get A&M um but I can live with Florida and Oklahoma same thing to you the Big 12 does not look good nationally right now you need to go out and beat Florida you need to beat the SEC runner-up it has been three years, four years, I think, since Oklahoma won a bowl game. And that's because we've been in the CFP the last three years. We lost to Georgia, then Bama, and then got embarrassed by LSU last year. So Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, it is time for you to go out and win a bowl game. Beat an SEC team in Florida who, you know, is ranked below you right now. So you should be the favorite going into the game, even though I don't think you will be. I think Florida will be the favorite. Um, but I do like this matchup. I think OU should be able to win before this before the playoffs have or before the bowl games were announced and before Oklahoma Iowa State played before championship weekend I was saying Oklahoma Iowa State can play with AM, they can play with Florida they can play with Notre Dame I think they can play with Ohio State um and I stick by what I said I think they can um obviously OU's offense is not what it used to be it's not like it was with Baker Mayfield Kyler Murray or even Jalen Hurts but it can be as these guys mature and I think next year Oklahoma is going to be right back in the thick of things. I think they'll be very solid, very hard to beat. I think they win the Big 12 again because they have young players coming back. Spencer Rattler will be better. Our defense should improve still. Um, I'm I'm sorry, Iowa State fans. Uh, If you were going to win the Big 12, it was going to have to be this year. Um, 
because Oklahoma's going to be better next year, and it's going to be tough for you to win the Big 12 next year. I hope you're competitive, and I hope you're right there with it. Um, but yeah, it's tough. So now I'm going to gripe about the CFP. 13 ADs in a room watching football games deciding the top four teams is not how the CFP should be decided. It is ridiculous. It is ridiculous the lack of respect that the group of five teams get. I get their group of five. They don't play as good as competition as Power Five. But if they can't make it in this year, if Cincinnati can't make it in this year, if UCF can't make it in a couple of years ago, then what chance do they have to make the CFP? They have zero. So all you ADs sitting in that room deciding who the playoff teams are, have the audacity, have the respect to just go straight up to the group of five coaches, group of five ADs, and tell them, you will never get in, okay? Because that's what it is. They will never get in. Never, okay? Shame on you, playoff committee, for leaving Cincinnati out and putting Notre Dame in. Notre Dame, who got slacked by Clemson, who they would have to play again if they make it past Bama, which they will not, okay? Do I think Cincinnati is better than Notre Dame? No. According to an eye test, no. But who goes off of an eye test for the national championship, for the college football playoff? That's bullcrap. Okay, committee, you should not be saying, oh, we use the eye test to make this determination. No, you can't say that, man. You cannot definitively say that Notre Dame is better than Cincinnati, that A&M is better than Cincinnati, that Oklahoma is better than Cincinnati. You can't say that because they haven't played. They haven't played common opponents even. Okay? Shoot. Louisiana beat Iowa State. Uh, Let's see. Iowa State beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma beat Iowa State in the second time they met, but... You know, Cincinnati, they beat Louisiana. They can run with the Big 12, apparently. Apparently, the Big 12 can run with the SEC because you have a number, number six right behind A&M. So, shoot, throw Cincinnati in there. You don't know. I, it doesn't make sense to me why you're not even giving them a shot. And group of five teams, what you need to do is go out and form your own playoff. Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati, BYU, get a fourth in there. I don't care who it is. Do your own playoff, okay? Because this is ridiculous, the lack of respect you guys are getting. You might as well go back to the BCS era. In fact, the Cincinnati coach said that. He said, I kind of wish we had the BCS era back because at least we would have a chance because the computers decided the top two teams and they gave group of five teams a chance. This committee, it's all about money to them because they want to keep the money in the SEC, the ACC, where the big schools, big football schools are at, okay? They don't want to give it to their group of five teams. And it's a shame. CFP needs to change. It needs to expand. And the way we decide the teams that get in needs to change, okay? In fact, I would rather see the way we decide teams get in change before it expands. Because if we don't change the way the teams get in, we're not solving the problem. We're not solving the root of the issue. We're just expanding it and saying, we're going to screw teams over different ways now by having an 18 playoff. Since how do you still wouldn't have made it this year because we have you as a number nine team. I think that's what they are. I haven't looked at the actual CFP. Final rankings. I'll pull that up right now. Actually, I might as well. But it's got to change. So my proposal is a six-team playoff. Six teams. Some people want eight. I think you go with six. Okay? And here's, here's the first five teams, okay? First five teams. Oh, they moved Cincinnati to number eight ahead of Georgia. That should have happened like three weeks ago after Georgia got their second loss. Ridiculous. Anyways, your first five teams are the group of five or sorry, not group five, power five conference champions. So this year it would be Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Oregon. Those spots are reserved for the power five conference champions, one through five. 
you can change the seeding based on what you want. Okay? This year, it probably would have been Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, or Oregon would have been the fifth seed, Oklahoma fourth seed. Um, okay? That's what would have happened. Okay? Here's why. It brings back the importance of the conference championship game. If you can't make the playoff without winning your conference, you shouldn't be in. It makes you win your conference, okay? Secondly, all those non-conference games you used to get, the big matchups between Oklahoma, Ohio State, Alabama, and, I don't know, FSU, some big non-conference matchup when FSU was good, those would come back. Because now if you do that, that hurts your team. If you walk away with a loss there, that hurts your team, and your team already has a loss and will not make the CFP most likely if you lose another game, okay? So if you make it where you have to win your conference to get in, it brings back the importance of your conference championship, of winning your conference, and it also allows you to have huge matchups that everybody wants to watch in non-conference games, i.e. the Oklahoma-Ohio State games. Everybody loves those. It's great for football. The players love it. It makes your team better even if you lose. Okay, so it would solve those issues if you made, if you only allowed conference champions to get in. It would solve a lot of issues, college football. Okay. Uh, and then the sixth seed would be reserved for one of the group of five champions. So this year it would have been Cincinnati because they played a championship game and they won, they're undefeated, they would get that sixth seed. Then you're allowing the group of five to have a chance. You're giving them a shot like they should get. Most of the time they're going to get beat. But every once in a while, they may run the board and make it. And who are we to say no to that? Okay? Why? Because we don't want to give the money to smaller schools. Suck it up. Power five programs. Just beat them. Okay? That's what should happen. And also, we can get rid of the playoff committee. The only reason you would need the committee then is to seed the teams one through six. Okay? The group of five team would be six most years. The power five conference champions would go one through five. Okay? That's the only reason you would need the committee, okay? It would take all the guesswork out of this. You wouldn't have to use the stupid eye test anymore. And it would just be, you know, you would have to... It would just take the idiocy out of this because the way things are done now is idiotic. It's medieval. It needs to change. That's what I propose. That's what I would think is best because if you can't win your conference, you shouldn't be in. I don't care if the Southeastern Conference had top two teams that would beat everybody else in the nation. If you can't win your conference, why should you make the playoffs? You should not. You cannot definitively say that the SEC is better than the Pac-12. You know why? Because those teams didn't play this year. Maybe the Pac-12 is super good. And we don't know it because they're just beating up each other. Okay? You can't definitively say definitively say one conference is better than the other. You can't. Okay? CFP needs to change. Shame on the committee for leaving Cincinnati out and putting Notre Dame in. Shame on the committee... Shame on NCAA, who runs the CFP. I think they run the CFP. I'm pretty sure they do. Shame on them for not figuring out a better system. This is 2020, almost 2021. We can do better than this. We can stop jipping teams out of national championships. Time to be better, college football. Suck it up. That's my rant. Uh, This was a longer episode, 35 minutes and counting right now. Like I said, the championship... Crusty Crustaceans fantasy football game will most likely be between the Barbados Boomerangs and the Green Bay Packers uh, pending the South Beach Sims loss to the Green Bay Packers if that Pittsburgh defense can't put up 26 points, which most likely they can't. Thank you, Crusty Crustaceans Fantasy Football League, for listening. 
I uh, hope you enjoyed it. You don't have to listen to the rant portion if you don't want to. I should have said this before the rant portion. Um, but yeah, Boomer, hopefully I might be back tomorrow after the South Beach Sims lose. I'll probably be back sometime later this week if I have time. Also, Merry Christmas. It's the holiday season. Uh, Christmas is on Friday. I only have to work Tuesday and Wednesday this week. I work today. Um, so it's a short week. It's awesome. I got my Christmas tree up. Um, guys, it's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, remember the reason for the season. Jesus was born. Uh, came and saved your life. Um, yeah. Praise God. Let's have a fun final week to Crusty Crustaceans Fantasy Football League. Pieces.